0: Must not go back to Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. That help will always be given at Hogwarts
1: to those who ask for it. It is not our abilities that show what we truly are;
0: it is our choices. Hey, everyone! Welcome to Hogwarts, a podcast. Hey everyone, I'm your host Dan, and we're back again with Chapter 14, Cornelius Fudge. Talking some Chamber of Secrets here with Molly, who's back again.
1: Hello everyone.
0: So, hopefully you enjoyed our last episode, which was a blast to record. Yes, it was
1: a wild ride. It
0: was a wild one. It was a big one. (laughs) Um, This one is a shorter chapter. It was less than 20 pages long, which is a little different. It's a different vibe. Mm -hmm. So... There was still some really interesting things to happen in it, though. Obviously, they're working on the the Mandrake um, potion. They're they're raising the Mandrakes, which we'll talk about in a second <laughs> in much more detail. <laughs> um, but they're working on that to uh, restore the people that have already been petrified. Uh, and again, whatever they do for nearly headless Nick, uh, they discuss the new. Uh, classes that they can take going forward, uh, which is kind of interesting. We'll talk about that. Uh, But then we have a big Quidditch match for the House Cup is on the line. You got Gryffindor, you got Hufflepuff, because Hufflepuff's important. Yes. Team Hufflepuff. But before they can even kick off the ground, something happens and we learn that Penelope and Hermione have both been attacked by the monster from the chamber. And then uh, school essentially shuts down, uh, goes into, like, a lockdown mode. Yeah. And um, Harry and Ron decide that they have to talk to Hagrid. Uh, going back from that, the, the cliffhanger that J.K. leaves in the last chapter of Hagrid opened the Chamber of the Secrets. Or Hagrid opened the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> The Chamber of the Secrets works, too. Um, (laughs) So many secrets. So many secrets of Dumbledore. What? Uh, And then we'll go on. Um, So they go out. They sneak out of the school. They go to visit Hagrid. And before they can really get into a discussion, there's another knock on Hagrid's door. And it's Dumbledore and Cornelius Fudge, our chapter title. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And then that conversation takes place. So there's a lot going on here. Why don't we just kick it off with what? Molly and I really want to talk about in this chapter, mandrakes. Ooh, yes. Um, They throw out some interesting information about mandrakes. Yeah. And we see them for the first time as quote-unquote infants.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they're just being, like, pulled out of their pot for the first time and repotted or whatever. Uh, well, now they're saying that Professor Sprout heard them or caught them throwing a loud and raucous party in one of the greenhouses.
1: Right.
0: How does that even happen? Does she leave like music and like Yeah, that's true. <laughs> does she leave like some music in there? Does she leave like scrub lights? And, like, <laughs> what happens?
1: Like just hoping they'd find it. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, maybe they have their own like Mandrake music.
0: Them just singing.
1: Pitch squeaking. (laughs) Um,
0: It was interesting. In the last chapter, they mentioned, like, the ultimate result for these mandrakes is they're going to be, and I quote, chopped up and stewed. Yeah. And now they're throwing a loud and raucous party. Right. And, but, they're not mature until they have moved into each other's pots. bounch wow wow I know, right? right? That's suggestive as a heck for a Harry Potter. Yeah. I I don't even I don't even know. Right. But there's that. So, so again, I brought up on this podcast before, and Molly and I have had side tangent <laughs> conversations before about gnome re- representation and like the yeah. ministry. And like intelligent life being treated as like Objects, Yeah. Or, like, less than objects, even. Like, I don't even know. Just tools for right. a, a larger purpose, for a wizard or witch's purpose. Right. And, like, <laughs> the idea that you're going to chop up and stew a thing that is literally living a life in the greenhouse.
1: Right. Throwing a rock his party.
0: They're going th- through mandrake puberty
1: right now? Is that right. what's I guess essentially so. going? Like, yeah.
0: Um, I guess they also participated in the Lockhart Valentine's Day party, you know,
1: yeah.
0: musical valentines got right. passed around and now all of a sudden they're moving into each other's pots. It, it just happens, I guess. I guess. It's life.
1: They gotta make some mandrake babies.
0: Do they also say like birds and the bees since they're plants? Do they go like Ooh. <laughs> through birds and the bees or right. do they like, right. I don't know. Just different paths okay. <laughs> we can go okay. down with the mandrakes, but...
1: Do you think there was some walking home to their, their pots after this long, raucous party?
0: The walk of shame?
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the mandrake walk of shame.
0: Sun's coming up. They need <laughs> they Need some of the sunlight to get over their hangover.
1: Right?
0: <laughs> Whatever they're hungover on exactly. doesn't matter.
1: Yep. I think it happens.
0: So if you're, like, if they're having a loud and raucous party, like, I'm assuming their cries can still kill you, right?
1: Yeah, you probably wouldn't want to go in there. Like, if you're
0: walking by the greenhouse, you just die? Unless you have, like, the earmuffs on? Or does that end after their infancy? I I, I have no idea. uh, But, like, these can actually seem to, like move and have social cues and like interact with other things right again i don't know it just blows my mind again yeah. that we're just kind of like these seemingly intelligent beings are just like
1: well maybe it's only when they like cry that they kill
0: again they're going through a moody teenage phase right. so i'm sure <laughs> that's like a lot of
1: crying maybe they're in a soundproof greenhouse
0: what's an emo mandrake like ooh do they listen to My Chemical Romance?
1: Eyeliner, skinny pants, mm. the, whole, the whole works. Yeah.
0: Does one of their leaves just slowly droop and they have to, like, hair flick it, like, out right. of the, the hair. Right.
1: This is super fascinating, though. The resemblance of mandrakes to the human form has influenced many cultures over the centuries. In reality, the mandrake's root and leaves are poisonous and it can induce hallucinations. Hmm. Yeah.
0: She's reading from, um, the history, the, a history of magic. Yes. It's a, it's a Harry Potter, uh, yes. a book with all kinds of information. If you follow us on Instagram, we'll, we'll post a couple of pictures from the book. Mm-hmm. It's some really interesting stuff. Yeah. And their drawings of mandrakes are really interesting too. Yeah. Like, I guess there are adult versions of mandrakes. There are. But anyway, we digress on mandrakes. <laughs> um... Oh,
1: sorry. One last thing about yeah, the mandrakes. Go ahead. Um, the best, so they're extremely hazardous to, because they're poisonous and they're hallucinogenic. hmm Um, the best way to obtain the plant safely was to unearth its roots with an ivory stake attaching one end of a cord to the mandrake and the other to a dog. The dog could be encouraged to move forward by blowing a horn. Dragging the mandrake with it, the sound of the horn would also serve to drown out the plant's terrible shriek.
0: Wow. Oh. That's aggressive.
1: Yeah. So there there you have it. And
0: there is Molly with a history of magic. Yes. We should make that a segment. <laughs> like a regular segment.
1: <laughs> a history of magic by Molly. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I, I think we've exhausted the mandrake topic. Yes. Uh, but, speaking of magical creatures, uh, students were asked to pick third-year classes, uh, which they will have from third-year on, I believe. Yeah. Uh, or at least until their owl, owls are done and then they switch classes again, depending on what those owls are. But, the classes that they're able to choose from, at least that were told to us here, was care of magical creatures. Arithmancy, ancient runes, divination, and Muggle studies. Yeah, obviously Molly and I would pick Muggle studies because we would ace that. Heck yeah, for sure. Yeah, but what uh, what classes do you think you'd choose if it was you?
1: Yeah, I know. I for so for real on this topic, I would totally pick care of magical creatures.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's an easy first pick.
1: Yeah, I think that would be really cool. And I don't know, I'm not really, like, too jazzed up about the rest of them. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I think not knowing, I would probably pick Divination. Divination.
0: No, uh, yeah, no spoiler talk on any because we have seen bits and pieces of these classes because yes. we've seen the the rest of the series.
1: Yes, knee jerk um, reaction, not knowing,
0: probably divination would be an interesting divination subject. We just posted a, a happy birthday post to the teacher of that subject on her yes. Instagram, and um, we said on that post, like, it, it would be a fascinating subject, mm-hmm. like, the idea of. Casting the future, like forecasting the future, and and things of that nature, um, we can get into the specifics of divination either in the spoiler of this or uh, in a future podcast. But um, there's pros and cons to that class for sure. So yeah, I don't know. Um, I would probably Hermione is right because she talks about it as in like this kind of points the direction of where you're going to go in your career, right. Like, I'm sure Bill, with what he's doing, Bill Weasley, with what he's doing, probably did ancient runes. Right. I'd imagine. Yeah. So, and, and Percy kind of talks about that. It's like, well, Charlie's more of an outdoorsy type, so he did care of magical creatures. Right. And it's like, where do you think you're going to, like, fit in the best?
1: Right.
0: Um, for us, I think it's definitely care of magical creatures, and then we'd be taking a run at it... I'd probably be between divination and ancient runes.
1: Yeah,
0: I'd probably be between one of those two.
1: Yeah.
0: As much as I'd love the easy A of Muggle studies, I I think I would just be like, "Why am I doing this?" <laughs>
1: right. I'd want I'd, I'd, I'd at least want to be challenged. Yeah. I know myself. Arithmancy. I don't know. I would take that too.
0: There's value to it.
1: Yeah, I'd be torn between divination and arithmancy. I think.
0: Okay. I'd be between Divination and Nation Ruins. So we're we're splitting it. We're
1: split, yeah. That's all right.
0: Yeah. Anyway, um, so we have the big Quidditch match where the whole school goes um, to watch this end of season match. Or it seems like it's the end of the season because the House Cup's on the line, right?
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, with the whole school gone, Hermione, right before leaving, decides to double back to the library, and Harry and Ron just go shoulder shrug because that's what Hermione does—is randomly run off to the library. Right. So they're like, "Okay, well, whatever." Right. Weird, but it's also her, so that's fine. Right. Um, the unfortunate things happen. We see a softer side of McGonagall, Mm -hmm. who's more of a a empathetic character and. Um, knows what, A, is coming for the school and coming for everybody, but what this will do to um, her friends mm-hmm. and the impact that that kind of has, um, which is a shocking, shocking thing. Mm-hmm. They also show that Hermione was carrying, like, a little hand mirror.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, which no one seems to know what the purpose of that was.
1: hmm
0: We fast forward to Haggard's hut. Mm-hmm. And he opens the door with a crossbow to the face, which is <laughs> <We're just> like... <laughs> that's welcoming. Yeah, that's a quite intimidating kind of yeah. uh, circumstance. Um, but even though this chapter is brief, and even though this particular scene is shockingly brief, it's really interesting, I think, in that, uh, you know, they ask Hagrid what's going on and he's not even able to answer before the door gets knocked on again and dumbledore comes in uh with cornelius fudge who i just want to make note right now uh the cornelius fudge description that they have of this man uh a very odd looking man rumbled gray hair and an anxious expression and was wearing a strange mixture of clothes a pinstriped suit I'm going to pause so you can really get this full image. Pinstripe suit, a scarlet tie, <laughs> a long black cloak, and pointed purple boots. And under his arm, he carried a lime green bowler, uh, which is like a rounded hat.
1: I love it. I love it.
0: Um, if it was just a pinstripe suit and a long black cloak, I'd think he was a mobster from the 20s. <laughs> <laughs> but then you get the, the like, random... <laughs> Uh, the random other stuff, uh, the flashes of color, yeah. um, be a very odd looking man is a fair description. Yeah. So, uh, you have them come in and it's a very interesting dynamic between the two of them where fudge is obviously under some political pressure to get to the bottom of what's happening in Hogwarts. Cause obviously kids have written home, uh, about what's going on and mm-hmm. all of the things. So he's under some political pressure. So you understand where fudge is coming from, right? Uh, And then Hagrid, obviously, having been um, called out on this previously, having been expelled Mm -hmm. in things relating to the chamber before, he's your scapegoat. He's your fall guy. Yeah. So he's like, (laughs) Fudge. I I love Fudge just kind of being like. Well, if stuff's still happening, then you only spend a couple of days in prison. It's fine. Like, no harm done. Right. That prison is not fun. Not fun at all. Not a fun place to be. Uh, but... I, I, Dumbledore is making a very... And this... I guess this is the first time that I really see Dumbledore being Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. In, my, in my view, of... Stern,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yet calm. Like he's getting his point across, and you know it, and he's, it's a very pointed, sharp thought that he's trying to get through to you. Yeah. But he's saying it in a very measured, calm way. Yeah. That resonates more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, for like, sure. It's that kind of gravity that he brings. Right. That instills such confidence in him, which we've talked before about, or uh, that kind of legendary persona that he's got. Um, And Fudge is not exactly the persona of confidence or strength here, because he's kind of fumbling through his words. He kind of shudders under this, like, Mm -hmm. stare that Dumbledore gives him as he's saying what he's saying. Which is only made worse by the entrant of of one of the Board of Governors. Uh, yeah. I, again, I would love to know who the other 11 are.
1: Uh, yeah, right? Because <laughs> it just seems like it's Lucius. It's,
0: well, I think it is just him right. holding all the strings anyway. Right. Uh, hey, we all know those school boards, and there's always that one parent right. or that one, you know, member yeah. that kind of dominates the rest.
1: It's got to be like a team of like, uh, it's got to be Crabbe and Goyle's parents. Right. <laughs> I can
0: definitely see that. It probably is, for all we know. Yeah. Uh But yeah, so he comes in and he says that the Board of Governors has unanimously mm-hmm. voted for Dumbledore's resignation. Which seems awfully convenient. Uh Yet, also somewhat believable, because, I mean... For goodness' sakes, there's been a lot of kids getting petrified, yeah, and they haven't seemed to be able to fix it. So, I mean, it's not a completely out of the ballpark idea right. of like you're clearly not getting the job done. So, right, um, yeah, uh, but I also agree with Fudge and like <laughs> if this guy can't do it, yes, who are you possibly gonna get to do a better job? Right, um, it's an interesting back and forth between the three of them um and I, and again dumbledore just goes if the board wishes it it shall be done like just a very like Matter what else <laughs> like i'll deal with it um it's a very interesting take for dumbledore um and then the other thing dumbledore does is he glances over to the corner in which harry and ron are hiding yeah under the invisibility cloak Mm -hmm. and seemingly harry gets the feeling like he knows that they're there Mm -hmm. somehow yeah and dumbledore then says however said dumbledore speaking very slowly and clearly so that none of them could miss a word Mm -hmm. you will find that i only truly have left this school when none here are loyal to me You'll also find that help will always be given at Hogwarts to those who ask for it. I wonder where you've heard that before. I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? I I don't, I don't know. It doesn't sound familiar at all. It's a mystery. No? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so a couple of bombshell <laughs> lines uh, from the man himself yep. uh, that seem to be pointed directly at... Harry and Ron. Yes. Um, Although, could also be pointed at Lucius and Fudge. Yeah. It's it's a lovely, and this is Dumbledore, because he's smart enough to make a line like that where it could be viewed a bunch of different ways, but also in the same exact way. Yes. It's a really weird kind of circumstance. Yes. Whereas Hagrid's final lines, much less poetic, much less deep.
1: If anyone wanted to find out some stuff all they'd have to do is follow the spiders that'll lead them right yep. that's all i'm saying
0: that's all i'm saying um follow the spiders mm-hmm. uh, that one's more of like uh i think fudge reacts weirdly to it he's like what what,
1: what? um he stared at him in amazement
0: yeah cuz it's dumbledore again could be taken in a bunch of different ways all of them meaningful yes whereas hagrid's final words are like what are you, what nonsense are you rambling about right what are you talking about (laughs) right to everybody there like no one understands what he's talking (laughs) about in that moment yeah where everybody understood every word of what dumbledore said right it was just a very interesting contrast and final quotes Yes. yes um it was a really interesting thing
1: and he's also worried about fang he said that somebody needed to feed him while he was away
0: I don't know about you, but, I, well, especially you, because you have uh, a dog at home. Yes. Uh, but I literally heard Fang, like, whimper as the yeah. door closed. Like, I felt that, and I, I heard know. it. Um, That partner, that duo is for real. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a partnership.
1: Yeah. Side tangent. I'm mm. starting to learn that my dog, Odin is probably more like Fang than he is Dobby. Um,
0: You're still going to dress him up in a pillowcase. Oh, I am (laughs) for
1: sure. But he is like this 82-pound turkey. He's afraid of everything. (laughs) And my brother was like, you should have named him Fang.
0: (laughs) That's for your next dog.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: You should just have Odin and Fang.
1: Right. There you go. Yes. Also, too, uh, the lockdown... That they're having, I just thought of, like, could you imagine Snape trying to do Zoom classroom?
0: (laughs) He'd be so annoyed so quickly. I
1: know. Isn't
0: there, like, a video of, like...
1: Is there? There's,
0: like, some video of them doing, like, online teaching. Okay. And I'll... It's a spoiler thing. Because there are spoilers to it. But, yeah, they're... There's okay. a video that someone made of them doing online teaching and Harry oh, and Snape go back and
1: amazing.
0: forth. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I'll show it to you after. Yes. Um, you know yeah. I didn't know that. I would like to see, like, we see McGonagall talking to the Gryffindors. Yeah. And then struggling to get out of the portrait hole. Like, Yeah. I'm like, why did you have to mention, like, her trying to, like, <laughs> get out of the portrait hole? <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, I, it would be interesting to hear what the other heads of houses told their houses yeah. And if there were any differences? Yeah. Um <laughs> I uh, I don't think we mentioned in the last chapter during um during the Valentine's Day uh, extravaganza that Lockhart had and he's just referencing different teachers and like Flitwick is particularly good at like enchantment charms or something yeah, like that. Yes. And they just, like, I imagine J.K. Rowling just in her mind cutting to Flitwick and his hands just, like, his head in his hands just going, like, what are you doing? Why? Yeah. And Snape just being disgruntled and the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'd like to know they're different, like, I can imagine McGonagall, Sprout, and Flitwick would take generally the same tone.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm not saying that Snape wouldn't take a concerned tone. But it wouldn't come off as warm. <laughs> Is I no. guess what I'm saying.
1: I just feel like he'd walk in there and he'd be like, "You're all fine," and then he'd leave.
0: You're Slytherins. You're
1: fine. Yeah. <laughs>
0: You're good. <laughs> I used the password "pure blood" to get in here, so You're, we're fine. We're fine. <laughs> we're all good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're good, bro. It's all good. We're good. <laughs> yeah. Snape would definitely use the word bro. On yes. that note, uh, we'll take a pause. <laughs> and we're going to get into some spoilers. Uh, yeah, we'll probably talk some divination. We'll probably talk some more Cornelius Fudge. All right, we'll be right back. Amazing! This is just like magic! All right, so we are back with the spoiler section. And um, in between sections, I it was occurring to me like uh, in Goblet of Fire... There's a moment with Dumbledore that has spawned like so much animosity towards the movies mm-hmm. where, you know, um, Harry, have you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? That kind of thing. Uh, and Did
1: you put your name in the <laughs> Goblet of Fire? Right.
0: <laughs> and in the book, it's it specifically says Dumbledore said that calmly. Mm-hmm. And in the movie, it was very much not calm. It was uh, him literally shoving him into a shelf or something like that. Yeah. And with what I was saying with Dumbledore in that last scene of him calmly speaking, but clearly there's uh, an intended force behind what he's saying. Mm -hmm. And I think, and I was just thinking like, yes, he probably said that calmly in the book because that's what it says, calmly. But I think he was... I mean, to say he wasn't upset at that moment, I think is not true either. I think he was upset. So his, he was calm. Yes. Yeah. Did he want to find out what the heck happened? Oh, yeah, he did. Like, yeah. He wasn't pleased at that moment either. So I think it was probably a like a combination of the two. Definitely. Like you read calmly. And I think he said it calmly, but he was also like, you oh, know, what the heck did you do? Yes. But anyway, I, I that's just a random in-between thought that I just had. Good stuff. So divination has been brought up, mm-hmm. and um, as you put it, knowing what you know now, yeah, you wouldn't have chosen divination, or oh, would you have? No. I wouldn't have. No, Trelawney no. would have drove me nuts. So it's it's an interesting thing because, uh, and I've had this debate with other Harry Potter fans before, and it's like, is Trelawney. A bad divination teacher. Ooh. Because it's like... So we see a couple of... We see two, right? We see Trani and we see friends. Right. Who have two different styles of doing divination. Very different. One is more like the textbook fortune teller type way of doing it. Right. And then the other one is more astronomy based... Like, a celestial, yeah. reading the signs kind of divination. Two very different forms.
1: Very different.
0: But, like, I think Trelawney... It, it's weird because it comes off as she doesn't know what she's doing because she, quote-unquote, can't make predictions. Right. But I think she knows the techniques. hmm And she knows the, the symbolism behind everything. I think she knows the subject.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: So... To say that she's a bad, like Lockhart. Yeah. Or Umbrella. Like, she's a teacher that knows her subject.
1: Yeah. No, I wouldn't say, like, she's a bad teacher, per se. I just.
0: She's eccentric.
1: Yeah, I think it would be a personality issue for me, unfortunately.
0: Okay. Yeah. It's an interesting. Yeah. I, I just get the feeling, like, most people take her as unqualified or um, not a great source of information because she's eccentric. Yeah. And because she can't seem to make a prediction that counts. Yeah. But the problem with that is, is she's actually a legitimate seer. Right. <laughs> like, right. she has made prophecies she uh, has. that have come true. Yeah. And people have witnessed these. <laughs> And they're kind of a big deal. (laughs) So she's legit. And I feel like she's legit in two ways. She's just weird. Yeah. And I think people just judge her based on the weirdness of it.
1: Also, too, though, I mean, of course, anyone would get desperate with, like, Umbridge judging them. But, like, I think it's also maybe what drives me nuts about her is somewhat the same thing that drives me a little bit crazy about Lockhart. Not the fact that, like, Lockhart, it's like the, the idea that, not that she's like Lockhart in terms of, it's the fakeness of it to a certain degree. When they do introduce Trelawney, and she's like, oh... Harry, you're gonna die on the first day, and it's like bum bum bum, and then they go to. She wasn't wrong then. No, she wasn't. <laughs> she wasn't. She wasn't
0: making a true prediction, but right. she wasn't
1: wrong either. Right, but like then they go to, you know, transfiguration yeah. with McGonagall. She's right. like, oh, okay, you guys had Trelawney. Who's dying now? Right, that's my issue.
0: And. And some people maybe, and I've been accused of being such a Ravenclaw on this podcast (laughs) by you and by (laughs) others, which is fine. And I will accept that and be proud of it. Yeah. Uh, But at the same time, Ravenclaws specifically have a problem with it because it's not a tangible thing. Mm -hmm. You can't truly really learn it. Like you can, but you also can't. Right. And I think that's why many of the Ravenclaws liked friends better because... They see stars, they get those signs, those Concrete. are a little bit more scientifically based, right? Um, whereas her style is more mystically based, yeah. um, so they can't hold on to it, they can't grasp that fact, right? So they automatically trash it as, right. like, it's not worth my time. Mm-hmm. Hermione, not worth my time, this is yeah. ridiculous, right. Do we ever actually see Hermione come around on the fact that Trelawney has main predictions that have think, come true?
1: No, I don't think so. I don't
0: think we ever see her like come to that realization of like, okay, Trelawney is maybe an actual seer. Right. But and that's why Dumbledore holds on to her for this entire time is because he knows she's legit. Right. <laughs> like, exactly. She might she might not be able to do it on command, but
1: she is legit. She's legit. Yeah. I think if I could take, like, a weekend course in divination, I would. Like, a weekend seminar. (laughs) Because I find it fascinating. She would
0: be the type of person that would do that type of seminar. Right, right,
1: right. Like, I find it fascinating, but I don't know if I would want to spend, like, a whole year, a whole three, four Four years
0: years on it. Yeah. I, I get that. Yeah it's weird though like how do you ever really truly find out that you are one for real if you like go into this trance when you do and you don't necessarily remember it it's like a fog
1: right
0: someone has to witness it and be like uh what
1: yeah (laughs) well it's almost like the opposite of like somebody hypnotizing you like you've hypnotized yourself almost to a certain degree
0: like does she even fully like I know her relative was a renowned seer yeah uh, who was famous for it right and but it seems like she's basing everything that she is off of a reputation not actual proven mm-hmm. instances in her own career yeah but obviously D- dumbledore is like uh witnessed something specifically and he's like hey, i can't let this person go
1: well do you think though it's also- he's not a big
0: believer in it either
1: right well, then that comes down to you. Like, do you think that he's keeping her because of the prophecy, and he doesn't want to let her go into the world because he's worried about her safety? Oh, a hundred percent. You know? Oh
0: yeah. Oh, for sure. So, it, it's it's definitely that. A um, hundred, yeah. It's definitely that. Yeah. But it's interesting because you know he keeps the subject around and he keeps her around just. Right because of that because again like I said more the academic types like McGonagall and like Snape probably and like Dumbledore just don't really believe in the subject.
1: Ooh what if like oh full circling to like memory charm stuff Mm. what if some of it is like like, what if you're really good with memory charms or as in like
0: manipulating someone's memory to make a prophecy come true in some way? Yeah or alter them so that you can say a prophecy came true. Yeah.
1: Or if you're, like, a legilmans or
0: Oh, yeah, that could be a way of skirting of... it, like, cheating it, like a Houdini kind of yeah. trick of, like, knowing the trick in the room to...
1: Right. Could be. Yeah.
0: It's an interesting way to think about it. Right. So then, do you say that Sears, as thought of in the Harry Potter universe don't exist at all and they're just good at other tricks
1: maybe i mean i think that there are some probably
0: because how does that magic work like a prophecy is made and then it just magically like (laughs) pops up in the department of mysteries right (laughs) yeah like right so it's regulated somehow right it
1: has to be well i think too like
0: which also begs the question like if you're in the department of mysteries if you're mysteries if you're working there and you're in the prophecy room. Yeah. And you see a prophecy being made. I get you can't pick it up or right. hear it if it's not about right. you. Right. But you know seers are out there then.
1: Right. Quite
0: a few of them, apparently. <laughs> Wouldn't you want to, like, know who they are so you can, like, track them? Like, yeah. you know what I mean?
1: Right. You know that... Okay, side tangent. Mm. Um, The movie with uh, Tom Cruise... Where they have like the commit the murder thing, and like they have the three twins. Okay. And that, like, do you know what movie I'm talking about?
0: Minority Report is the movie that you're thinking of. Yes. Okay. All right. Minority yeah. I'm on. Report. Yeah. I got you. Yeah.
1: yeah. So making predictions, and it's an interesting, interesting topic.
0: It is. I, and like we said, I think divination can be an interesting class. I think there are some benefits to it. Although I, I agree with you, four years might be a bit. Yeah. Might be a bit much. Yeah. A year of it. Like, well, we were talking about on uh, one of the last episodes, Elizabeth brought up the idea of, like, wise care of magical creatures. If you feel like that should be a thing earlier on. At yeah. least a basic level of it. Right. Of, like, just recognizing, like, what that might be. Right. Um, and maybe they're counting on... Magical students to know that from just being around a house or the magical world. Anyway. um, Shouldn't you kind of be required to take at least one of each? And then, like, after owls, specialize if you wanted to.
1: Yeah. And dive into it. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty early on to, like, decide your
0: fate. Thirteen? Yeah. Hey, decide your uh, major as a freshman in high school, your college major as a freshman. And then you can't change. (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) I changed my major, like, three times.
0: (laughs) That'd be horrifying. It would be. And I would be, I would be wrong in this one where it's like, I can't think of that. Like, it's beyond me. Like, I can't. Or I'd be Hermione completely overwhelmed by that. It's like, yeah. I can't do this. But that'd uh, be yeah. crazy to think about. Yeah. But I don't know. I, Yeah, I, I agree. I think care magical creatures should be like a year one thing. And For then sure. I think you should have at least a little bit of the others before you really like make a call on it. Right. Like Agreed. maybe year three is that you have a little bit of everything.
1: Yeah.
0: And then you make a call by year four, what you liked. Mm-hmm. So you could still take an owl on it,
1: right? Yeah, I think uh, that makes sense.
0: Let us know what you think. Yeah. <laughs> let us know what classes you would take. Maybe that's a poll we could put up on Twitter. Ooh, I like that. Of what classes, um, you guys would take?
1: Yeah,
0: um, I'm taking off care of magical creatures because I feel like everybody would want to choose that one.
1: Oh, for sure. So yeah.
0: I, I think I'll make the uh, Arithmancy, Ancient Runes, Divination, Muggle Studies mm-hmm. the, the poll on Twitter. Yeah. That'd be an interesting one. Yeah.
1: I don't know, though, if I'd want to take it with the um, blasted-ended...
0: The blast-ended scroots? Yeah! I always envision them as, like, a cockroach, but also a lightning bug. Yeah. Like, you combine the two of those things... Yeah. And then that's a blast-ended scroot.
1: Whenever I think of them, though, I just think of them walking, like, with a leash... <laughs> They're blasted-ended screws.
0: I love the um, blasted-ended screws. I don't know. I love the creatures that were in the maze in Goblet of Fire.
1: Yeah, they didn't even touch on that in the movies.
0: I know. I was disappointed. That's Probably because such... it's just like money at that point. Because oh, I'm sure, sure it's like to anim- like the Sphinx. That'd been awesome. I know. I would I know. love to see it, and we haven't even seen um, one in. <laughs> Fantastic Beast, and it's Fantastic Beast is the I name know. of the movie. Yeah. Before I get into that rant, we should probably end it. <laughs> yes, we
1: could <laughs> keep going. That's
0: a rant that could go on <laughs> for like another ten minutes. Oh,
1: uh, yeah. As we're
0: approaching another Fantastic Beast movie coming out soon, yeah. So, I'm sure uh, be on the lookout for Molly and I to have very strong opinions of that one. I'm sure we'll both go see it when it comes out.
1: Oh, totally, because I love me some Dumbledore.
0: Oh, you'll get a bunch of secrets. I cannot
1: wait. I have so many
0: questions. It'll be good. Yes. All right. So, with that, uh, we'll end it here. Uh, be on the lookout uh, for many polls coming through our Twitter. We're having a character kind of um, bracket style setup. So, be on the lookout for those. Follow us at Hogwarts Pod. And for Dan and Molly. Thank you so much for listening and hope you enjoyed it. Bye. Thank you for listening to Hogwarts, a podcast. If you like what you've heard, please click the subscribe button on your preferred podcasting app and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Hogwarts a Pod.